you said, let's stay one night yes. at the Wilmington KOA and go downtown and just kind of walk around and hang out. Yeah. And I was like, Stephanie, we're not staying one night. You are allergic. I'm allergic to, to one, one night, night stops. Stays. I was like, we stay for two allergic. nights and we get a whole day there. Because your idea was almost that we would like pull in and park with the RV yeah. and see the downtown, which yes. that always frankly makes me nervous. Yes. Ever since the time you had me park the pop-up camper at the Philadelphia Zoo. <laughs> which you did. <laughs> yeah, then we couldn't get it out. No, we did get it out. We had to wait till a car moved. <laughs> you were like traumatized by that. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. On this episode and on the next episode, Stephanie and I, yes, Stephanie is back. We <laughs> don't are good. Don't make it a thing. <laughs> it's exciting for me. All right. It's exciting for me. You've been busy, girl. I know, but you say that every time I come back I know. to the show, but it's really But true, everybody but wants you here. So, yeah. No. Everybody but. wants you here. It's hard. I got a, I got a, I got a pack schedule. It's hard so you to got get like on four it. jobs. <laughs> Just, just four. You got the job five. that you got for yourself, and then you got the three jobs that I give that you. you. Give me, yeah, and then you, you got, got the three jobs called Max Deo and Wes. Mm-hmm. But on this episode and the next episode, we're going to be going over our really fun spring break trip. And it's going to be basically two campground reviews. So we're going to review the Wilmington KOA, which was sort of like a pit stop for us on our way down to Myrtle Beach. We were there two nights. And then we um, headed to Carolina Pines, which we're not going to review again because we've reviewed. Mm-hmm. I think we've reviewed it twice on this podcast well we right we reviewed it and then we had somebody well before we had somebody on to review it Bill. and then right and then when we went we reviewed it so yeah i mean and we'll mention it we'll mention it because i love it we do love it there and it became a really big part of our conversation at lakewood like with our friend that we were we, like, we traveled is, with another which family was which was fun. super fun yeah. and we can talk about that but we kept saying which one which one carolina pines or lakewood so like we it was a big part of the conversation we can talk about well, that we well let's just say it now the boys said lakewood it was yeah. more fun than carolina pines no let's talk about the okay, we'll lakewood talk about episode not the Wilmington. Episode. Okay. All right. So this is the Wilmington KOA review. <laughs> so let's but you said something you said something that's been really on my mind and really important and it came up recently in an, in another podcast I recorded. Um we met up with another family on this trip. Yeah. Um with three they had three kids. We had three kids, mm-hmm. r- you know, roughly the same ages, two boys from X and Theo to play with. Yeah. And and we had a absolute hootenanny camping with another family and i just have to say like for our family and for our boys right now rv trips with other families like that's the gold that's where it's at for our family right now because they have fun all day they're having so much fun they don't bother us that much you can't you have to i mean like they're at that age and this happened a few years ago where you realize like they are just so much better when they're with other kids that they get along with. Well, there's another family that we travel that we've camped with a bunch um, over the last few Shout years. Shout out to the Fagans. <laughs> and it's just like, it just like, 
I don't, a lot of parents listening probably know this. Kids are better. Siblings are better when there's other kids involved. Like they don't fight with each other as much when they're playing with other kids. So it like takes off the pressure of the sibling, you know, group. It takes off the pressure of the parents. We can actually kick back and relax. It is really at this stage, I would say like that fourth grade through eighth grade, I don't know, maybe older, it's been a lifesaver to have families that your kids get along with. So there are two types of trips right now that are, and I promise you we'll review the Wilmington KOA, everybody. (laughs) There are two types of trips right now that are really working for our family. And then there is a certain type of trip that's not, just to be brutally honest, is not working as well. So camping, so taking the RV out and meeting up with another family with kids is always fun, whether we go to our local county park or whether we go to Myrtle Beach. But then we don't want to go to our on our big national park trips with another family because that's sort of our family trip and we like to hike a lot and sometimes we like to hike 12 miles and doing that type of trip with another family I think can be a hot mess and we don't do that. I don't like trips where like I want to be highly scheduled because I want to do a lot like say Yellowstone like I'm like okay I want to do it because I don't want to negotiate with anybody else. And it's hard when anybody that's traveled with big groups, we've been traveling with family since before we had an RV. And you're always going like, okay, get everybody together at this time. And what's everybody eating? And let's pack a picnic. And it's just too much. And I love it just being our family for those times when the destination really matters to me. Like I really want to get the most out of the destination. And, the, and to be clear, the boys love those epic trips yeah if it's yellowstone or glacier they're all in and we wait till the end of the summer till they're you know to their sports all over and all that stuff the type of trip that's not exactly working right now is like hey guys let's go camping this weekend because the first question they ask who's coming yeah right there's no weekend little getaways they're at the age there's big time fomo first of all there's tons of activities but also they just want to hang with their friends right i mean that's middle school for you and and i'm okay with that i was that way yeah you were that way exactly it's just like you want to be in they want to be in the mix of it um fun really starts around here on friday afternoon when school lets out i mean that's just our town our kids are on their bikes they're pool hopping and beach hopping and blah 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 like they're Swimming in the river in March. Yeah, it just a lot of fun happens on the weekends here. So, and I don't want to take that away from them. Um, so I'm fine. Like it doesn't bother me. But spring break was yeah. really awesome, and we are going to come back in a second after a sponsored message from our friends at That Bird, and we are going to review the Wilmington KOA. So stay tuned. Did you know that Thetford's porta potty is the original and best portable toilet? It is designed with a modern appearance, an ergonomic carrying handle, a standard lid latch, and it is durable and easy to use. There is also a removable seat and cover for easy cleaning. It also has an exclusive rotating pour-out spout, a piston pump flush, and its sealed valves keeps odors in the holding tank. Its easy-to-read level indicator tells when it's time to empty. A deodorant sample is included, and Thetford's porta potty comes with a three-year warranty. For easy transportation or storage, also make sure to check out the porta potty carrying bag. Thetford also recommends using liquid holding tank solution like Aquamax Summer Cypress Scent in your porta potty. Due to the size of the porta potty, the liquid will get the job done faster. To view their complete lineup of products, please visit Thetford.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are going to dive into the topic. Okay. We had a little banter there at the beginning. So we decided to stop at the Wilmington KOA holiday 
on our way to Myrtle Beach, um, not so much to break up the drive because you're practically to Myrtle Beach at that point. It's it's way more than halfway. I mean, it's only about like an hour and a half to Carolina Pines after that. But basically, we decided to stop there because we had never seen downtown Wilmington besides like driving by it and waving hello. And it was actually your idea to tack onto the trip and stop at Wilmington. Well, Wilmington's been brought up by us. Just we go down that 95 corridor, you know, down into South Carolina a lot of years. It's basically... Um, from where we are in the Northeast, it's the closest we can go and be almost like guaranteed warmer weather on over our spring break. So we head down to South Carolina a lot of years. Um, Wilmington was one of those places where we kept talking about like if we would be in Myrtle Beach, like, oh, do we want to take a day trip? Or one year we actually had reservations for Daddy Joe's, which isn't far. The Jellystone. The, right. Yeah. We ended up having to that was the COVID year. So like we kept being near there and planning on visiting it. And then for some reason or another, we just wouldn't. So I said, wait, why don't we let this be the time when we stop there and see Wilmington? I'm always just like, oh, these places. I know people that have lived there that have liked it as a city, you know, that have said, oh, it's nice. The, you know, the battleship, the whatever. Like, it's just supposed to be this. It's supposed to be a cool, hip, fun day. Right. Like, oh, it's got a riverfront, blah, blah, blah. I just want to see it. I like seeing new places. So I said, well, let's just tack that on because we haven't actually gotten to stay there. It's been on the table as a place to actually go for a trip in the past. For 10 years. Yeah. And we didn't. So, and it was funny because then we'll talk about whether I'm glad it wasn't one of the places we went in the past well, let's, years. Well, yeah. let's do that. So okay. you wanted to, you said, let's stay one night yes. at the Wilmington KOA and go downtown and just kind of walk around and hang out. Yeah. And I was like, Stephanie, we're not staying one night. You are allergic. I'm allergic to, to one, one night, night stops. Stays. I was like, we stay for two allergic. nights and we get a whole day there. Because your idea was almost that we would like pull in and park with the RV yeah. and see the downtown, which yes. that always, frankly, makes me nervous. Yes. Ever since the time you had me park the pop-up camper at the Philadelphia Zoo. <laughs> which you did. <laughs> yeah, then we couldn't did. get it out. No, we did get it out. We had to wait till a car moved. You were like traumatized by that. I think that you act like there's not our RV parking anywhere. You really because well, I'm from New Jersey. Like the idea of like let's go park the RV and go downtown. But yeah. you are correct in the South. It's definitely it is. more. It amenable. really is. I, so it's something that I've always said to you. Like you have to get more flexible with this because I want to stop at places and just see. Like I don't want to make everything a two night stop. But we haven't. You are. You are really. But allergic. I achieved a pyrrhic victory and I got us to stay for a second night. I will pay some price for that. And I look big picture. Um, I think we really enjoyed downtown Wilmington, and I really thought this was a cute, charming KOA. I And the boys mm -hmm. had a lot of fun there. This was like a totally nice KOA. I recommend it. But big picture is, and I think you agree with me, it's not a place to like go for the week. No, and I think we had thought about that in the past. And because it is near, it's like, it's like near the beach, right? You're like, oh, we can drive 15 minutes to the beach. And so we had really thought of it as a week. And I'm telling you, we had a lovely stay there. The campground was lovely. We'll review it more. Wilmington was lovely. We had fun. The boys had fun. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad 
we didn't come here for a I, week. A thir- even a third night. Yeah. And that's not a yeah, knock like we on the campground. Ready. No, it was nice. We were just like ready to move on to our some of our favorites. So the campground is located off of Highway Route 17. It is not immediately off Route it 17, is. but it's like it's kind of like a block in. Way busier than I had. It's expected. near a bustling highway. It, it did feel like I was like, ooh. And it's not like... In Myrtle Beach, you know, everything's off of like Highway 17. Like that's it's a busy highway and a lot of the campgrounds right off it. But when you turn off it and you're like in the beach, right? Like, I don't know. Like, it just feels like you're not right on the highway. This felt highway-ish. And it it was a busy traffic highway. Now, I am very sensitive to road noise. If the road noise was bad, I promise you I would tell you. Um, I did not find the road noise to be bad within the campground, even though the highway was like really close. Yeah. Because it was, there was a lot of trees. A lot of trees. A hundred percent. Like you didn't, when you were in the campground, you did not feel like you were near a highway. They did a very good job of kind of like making it feel tucked away. But it was just like, oh, like as soon as I drive out of here i'm not like I, and dwimlington's 15 20 minutes right. away That's like it was like we felt like we were driving on a highway and kind of a busy traffic highway to get to anything uh, yeah, totally true and like you were literally pulling out and there's traffic and stephanie i never told you i had this like epic fail from the wilmington koa campground there was a short walking path directly to an independent coffee shop that gets and, good reviews, and, and I didn't, I, I didn't see that till after we left because we rushed the whole thing. But we well, all, we all wanted to go. We should have spent another night so you could have walked to the coffee shop. <laughs> so big picture, like it's not super close to downtown Wilmington, so the location's like a good pit stop. Now let's talk about the sites and pricing because I think everyone, every RV owner, is like talking about campground pricing, and I think we just need to yeah. get that out of the way here. So we were there Easter week. Mm-hmm. We had a pull through site, which I would call a a B plus pull through site. It was fairly yeah. spacious. We were not right on top of our neighbors. It had shade. Maybe an A minus pull through site eh, in the world. B plus. B plus. Okay. Yeah. I always. I'm. You know. I because it wasn't super manicured. It, you know? it was a little rough around the edges. Right, a little right. bit. Yeah, like roots and stuff like that. A hundred. Now, were we there on the weekend? No, we were there before. Right before Easter. Right. Because like, like, we were at Carolina Pines for Easter. For Easter. Yeah. So we were there like Thursday, Friday. I think we were there Thursday night and Friday night. I think you're right. Uh, Yeah, that makes total sense here with the prices. So I believe we paid $100 Thursday night and $105 Friday night because it's $5 more to camp there on Friday night because everybody's doing dynamic (laughs) pricing. Now, okay. Yeah. Mm. I'm telling you. Campground prices have gotten out of are yeah. out of control. I, I'm just going to say that bluntly. I work in the campground and RV industry, and yeah. I'll still say it. I'll say it right to people's faces. Campground prices are just really high. Now, considering it was Easter week, I was not surprised now, or upset I, by uh, this I price. Surprised or upset? But I will be. I said something to you when the reservation came through because I you was were like, like, "What? This is the type of KOA that, to me, traditionally would have been in that seventy to eighty dollar range oh when we started yes no not when we started even even two Two years years ago ago. no you're right not when we started no like all of our camping like 10 years of camping this would have been anywhere from 60 to 80 this would not have been in that you you tapped out up until i feel like a year and a half ago you tapped out at that hundred only for water slides slides. if there were water slides on site you're not getting that hundred dollar price tag and now it's just i know i know so and look and i was really 
really glad I had my KOA value cards because yeah. I got 10 bucks, 10% off each of those. Well, nights. and the KOA, I don't know if that price has gone up on that. I'll have to look into that. But it's, it's like 30, 35. So now that even presents more of a value. Really, when you I think about it, that. yeah, like you're really getting more value out oh, of it. Oh, if you're spending 100 bucks a night KOA at KOA, rewards, yeah. get that value card. Yeah. <laughs> now, we didn't even have a deluxe site right. with the fire pit and the Weber grill and the patio furniture. And their deluxe sites were really nice. They I actually had fireplaces, but I, I cheaped out. that you had gotten one of those. It See, would have been you, nice. That surprises me that you say that because you well, usually want to be a little bit more budget. I know, but like it would have made... You could have hung around yeah. at the campfire at night and yes, enjoyed it it would have made the campsite a little more enjoyable. Well, that's a great point. They had these fireplaces, mm-hmm. not as crazy beautiful as like the anchor down ones that people post pictures of, but they had the deluxe sites had these nice fireplaces. And I think you would have hung around at night around the campfire yeah. where our fire pit was sort of like four feet away from the RV and yeah. not in a beautiful spot yeah. kind of thing. Okay. So the price was on the high side, but it was Easter week. All right. Um, so the pool, the pool was again, B plus pool. Like it was nice. It was not like a tiny backyard pool, but nor was it a gigantic resort pool, but we enjoyed swimming in the pool. I know. I don't want to like veer into cranky territory here. But like on this review. So I don't want people to be like, why are they? Because it really was a very pleasant, nice campground. I think what's happening here is that for people like us that have been to hundreds and hundreds of campgrounds over the last decade, what we're seeing is things that were nice. We're in a budget territory. Now it's like you start charging me more, but I'm going to expect more. So you have to deliver if you're going to charge these prices. So like, so that's what happens with a campground like this, where I think I would have given it a less cranky review because it really was a nice, peaceful, like, I don't think we're giving it a cranky review. We just have to be honest with people. What time did the pool open and close? Oh, that was annoying. Yeah. Like the um, pool opened I think at like, it didn't open till whatever, 10 or whatever. 11. Or and then it closed at, at like 6, 6 p.m. I think, yeah. So here, like again, this price and at 6 p.m., that's that's bonkers. You don't close a pool at 6 p.m. People that are downtown Wilmington having dinner, you want your, your kids want to come want back, to come and, go back and go for a swim. And the camp store closed too at like 6. And it's oh, not, and it wasn't heated. And it's not fair to like compare this campground to Carolina Pines because it's a di- that's a different resort category. But anybody can keep their pool open later. Yeah. And like Carolina Pines, like when's the pool open to? Oh, 10 or so. <laughs> like it's kind of like, like at least 10. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so so I, I don't know. I did not like that the pool was closed at six. I didn't like that the camp store was closed at six. I don't like the fact that it's like seven o'clock and you're like, oh, we don't have hot dog buns for dinner or whatever. And you can't go up to the camp store to get it. I, and you're, no, I, they're honestly no just losing. They're me. just losing money. Yes, There's well. you, you cannot convince me that that's a good business. And decision. I had been to a couple of KOAs recently. Everybody heard my reviews probably of the KOAs I stayed at on the way down. And it was the exact opposite. Right. Like this. I think was it South Point, five, South Point something. Oh. I always forget the name of that. At campground. I, I don't know why, but that that was like we will deliver pizza to your site until nine p.m. at night. That's weary what I, travelers <laughs> need some stuff available: ice that, cream, I milk. Think this campground would do well to look at a campground like that. That's in the same price category, the same holiday category in KOA, and look at what things they're offering that make people feel like they're getting a value there. Yeah, I mean, camp stores need to stay open late, and I, yeah. I know there's staffing issues, whatever. But I, I still blah, blah, think blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, okay. Now, some things with, that were 
really nice, though, about this campground. The common area was one of the better common areas I've seen at any KOA. And we had been going to KOAs around the country for over a decade. Mm -hmm. They had cornhole. They had outdoor ping pong. They had gaga ball. They had giant chess. They had a actually pretty nice basketball court. They had a volleyball area. They had horseshoes. They had a common area where you could cook and eat dinner with other families. It was a beautiful, beautiful area. They had an herb garden. Oh, I miss that. (laughs) They did. They had these little raised beds with herbs in it. Like, they really did have nice touches like that that showed that this could be a special, you know, like I said, with just like the tweaking on the stuff that we're kind of complaining about, it really had a lot of nice touches. I love the common area. The kids spent a lot of time playing over there with other kids. And also, I spent a ton of time, like, it was a nice walking campground. Like, they had these paths that kind of went through that area and everything. So, like, it was just a really nice place to walk Maggie. So I I enjoyed that. Agree. 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 And when you have a big common area, sites are going to be a little bit smaller. Stephanie and I have been saying that for years. They had lots of cabin rentals. If you were camping with another family, they actually did have nice tent sites. My big picture here is that if I lived an hour or two away, I would go here for a weekend every year, but I would never plan a week's vacation here. It was a fun little stop on the way to Myrtle. Oh, can I say something though about the the way the campground was set up? This is something that campground owners, I know that we do have campground owners that listen. So I'm just going to like plug this here. One of the top camping etiquette complaints from people is people cutting through sites, right? It's a big thing. It's like if anybody gets cranky about anything, it's people are cutting through my site, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's campgrounds like this that I noticed have a design flaw in a lot of their sections that actually encourage this kind of behavior. So there... In this in this campground, there was this really long, long strip of sites. Um, it's like an L shape, right? So one long, long strip of sites and another long, long strip of sites. And there's a couple of rows. So we were like on the row back. And you basically, there was a long strip of sites in front of us to get to the common area. So on Thursday night, there was lots of open sites in front of us. And the kids could like cut through one of those sites <laughs> to get through to the common area because there wasn't a camper there. As soon as all those sites filled in on a Friday night. It was like a long walk. It was a long walk. So my kids were like a few feet away from the common, you know, they were just like straight in front of the common area. Well, they had to go all the way down to the end of the road and and loop around. Now they did that because my kids know their campground etiquette and they would never, like if there was a camper there in a site, they wouldn't cut through it. But I'm like, this is the exact reason why people cut through sites. Like you have to put walking paths in like between Carolina, like Carolina Pines. Pines. So it was so funny because I noticed that when we were at Wilmington and then we go to Carolina Pines and there were walking paths breaking up those really long strips. Well, and Carolina Pines, you'd have to walk uh, 200 yards if yeah. they didn't have walking so, paths. So, you know, Great campground point. owners, make sure you have walking paths for people in between these long lines of campsites because otherwise people who are impatient or don't know good campground etiquette are going to cut through sites. I sometimes I think we should scrap this whole RV content creation thing and we should just do consulting for people building campgrounds. <laughs> oh, no, because they know everything. They don't need it. <laughs> they all do. They act all like do they know, know everything. everything. <laughs> they can't learn from us real campers. All right. We're going to come back in a second and talk about our one day that we spent in downtown Wilmington and some of the things that we did. And, and downtown Wilmington was really cute and charming and fun. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at RV SnapPad. Meet the world's only permanent jack pad. RV snap pads attach permanently to your RV leveling jack so you don't have to carry around blocks of wood or plastic blocks to level your towable or motorized RV. Simply snap them on one at a time and you are all set. 
RV snap pads go on in seconds and provide a lifetime of stability on the road. They are built for wanderers, adventurers, and vacationers just like you. We added RV snap pads to our travel trailer two years ago and love their durability, design, and functionality. They also make setting up and breaking down camp faster and easier. Head over to rvsnappad.com and use their Submit Your Rig tab to answer a few quick questions and they will find you the perfect set of snap pads for your towable or motorized RV. You can purchase RV snap pads directly from their website or use their Where to Buy tab to find a dealer near you. Join the RV snap pad revolution today. To find out more, visit rvsnappad.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Stephanie, the first thing that I loved about visiting downtown Wilmington for the day was it was so gosh darn easy to park my F-250. There was parking everywhere. For this Jersey boy who has trouble parking his F-250 all over the state of New Jersey, it was really refreshing to pull into a downtown and be able to park. Hey, could we have parked the RV? I think so. We could I, have. I, you were right. We 100% There was definitely some places have. to park Okay. It. All right. Moving on. <laughs> oh, you just wanted to like. I just was just referencing. Okay. So yeah. downtown Wilmington, we were only there for five or six hours, but yeah. it's it's a pretty small downtown, but a cute and charming downtown. I thought the Wilmington Riverwalk was totally cute's adorbs. Yeah. No, it's nice. And it looks like they're still doing a lot of work on it. It's like definitely one of those places where you can tell there's money being poured into development. It was a nice walk. Honestly, the pla- we were there earlier in the day and you could tell it was the kind of city that comes alive at lunch. later in the day and it probably has a really nice dinner scene on the water we just the boys were really in like relax pool campground mode Spring and wanted break, to baby. yeah they wanted to get back to the campground and chill after our day because we were also going to the um battleship the battleship so yeah i really this isn't this is like a mid-sized like city, it's not. A it's a, mid a, a small, small. I would say small, a small city, yeah. right? It's not a small town. It's a small city. So you know there was shopping. There was tons of animal stores, like dog stores. Yeah, it's like, like people love their pets in Wilmington. Dog accessory stores on every corner. Multiple. I have never seen so many and, and pet cool stores. ones. Yeah, like boutique pet stores. So apparently people spent a lot of money on their pets. Like Maggie did not get anything in Wilmington. Because she just doesn't like any of that no, stuff. No, I don't. I do not waste money on Maggie because she does not appreciate She's it. She's such a minimalist. She, well, her, she just needs her really comfy dog beds like she's sleeping in right now. As she sits here in the RV with us. I really liked the independent bookstore called Paper Cut Books, even though they didn't stock any of our books. I still really liked them. <laughs> I bought the Thursday Murder Club mystery book that's very popular right now. And then I asked for a lunch recommendation at paper cut books and they said that fork and cork has awesome burgers so we headed over to fork and cork it was about eleven thirty, so it was empty we got an outside table or one no, right inside, inside the windows okay yeah. but really nice table and it was like high-end um burgers so one of us got the carolina burger i think theo homemade chili slaw cheddar and mustard and he loved it. And then I got the Texas barbecue brisket burger, which has cheddar, barbecue sauce, pickle, onion, and mustard. <laughs> I thought these were top-notch burgers. They were. It was delicious food. We had fried pickles, I think, Ooh. that were really good. Um, we're picky about our fried pickles. Um, the whole place was, like, very cute and delicious food. Like, the boys were, like, raving about their food. Total but score. really too big. Like, it was, like, one of those places where, like, oh, my God, this was, like, a ridiculous lunch. Like... <laughs> We have to. The, we Too have much. the boys have to split food at lunch. Yeah, but they don't. They want to order their own. Thing. Yeah, then they eat half of a fourteen dollar burger. And, and then- Wesley got um, 
a mac and cheese that was too good. Because if it's like actual real mac oh, and cheese, if it's, it's not craft. delicious. I don't want to start talking about Wesley's food issues okay. right now. <laughs> but we okay. enjoyed his macaroni. Then too. we went to the battleship North Carolina. And um, we also did this in Charleston. And I just love these self-guided battleship tours. And the boys love them. And you get immersed. And you feel yeah. like you're it's World War II. And you're living on the ship the way they set them up. This was, a, this was one of the best ones, I think, for how many areas they had set up. And how many, um, like, um, interpretive, like, signs and stuff they had. Storytelling like, yeah, about like, the, the really ship. Yeah, like, I really felt like this was was better than any of the you thought it was better than charleston yeah i did i felt like it was a much more engaging ship tour like the boys were like you're right the ship was very similar to charleston yeah smaller but similar but but then also like on the deck they had the things that the boys could like sit in and move and everything they didn't have as much of that in charleston so i don't know i thought that this was i mean we were there for a long time a lot of the afternoon and it wasn't like the boys were like oh can we like they were you know, there was the alligators in the water around and there's a little boardwalk walk around. So then afterwards they're like walking around the ship on the boardwalk. Like it was it was a nice it, I thought it was a really fun stop. I loved look. And I'm not I, a big like. Well, we both have teaching. Person. We both have teaching backgrounds. <laughs> I, I really like when we can do something that combines education and fun for the kids and and they have loved doing these battleship tours so if you go to downtown wilmington and you don't do this like i just think it's a major loss like you're not doing it right now if you're you know staying in wilmington for any longer like of course there's lots of little cute nice beaches that are again a 15 20 minute drive we didn't do that because we were going to spend the entire week at a beach, right? Like we were going to Myrtle Beach. We were going to clock plenty of beach time. And so we didn't really, we were like, okay, we're not going to go spend the day at the beach. We're going to spend the day downtown. Our boys really like downtowns and seeing new ones and the battleship and the history and blah, blah, blah. So we didn't do that. But that's not to say that these are not nice beaches. They are nice beaches there, but it's just, we didn't, that wasn't part of our quick stop. And we just love Myrtle, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, you you know, it's not about seeing a new place for us at spring break. It's about getting to a place we love and swimming, 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 and enjoying beaches and pools and hot tubs. All right, we're going to come back in a second and wrap up the show. But first, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Go RVing. Go RVing's website, GoRVing.com, is packed with all of the information you need to decide which RV is right for you. Head over to GoRVing.com and click on the Explore RVs tab to learn more about the typical features and amenities and frequently asked questions about towable RVs like travel trailers and fifth wheels and motorized RVs like camper vans or Class A or C motorhomes. You'll even find information on park model RVs, horse trailers, and ice fish houses. The Explore RVs tab at GoRVing.com breaks down model details for each type of RV, including the size range, average costs, and how many people can sleep in each of those RVs. You can also explore the Compare RV Models feature to see the difference between each model type side by side. The Frequently Asked Questions section utilizes a series of user-friendly icons to quickly show you what features and amenities, like residential kitchens and entertainment centers, are typically available in each type of RV. GoRVing.com's Explore RVs tab is packed with all of the information you need to learn more about RVing. To find out more about the different types of RVs or to find a dealer or a campground near you, head on over to GoRVing.com. 
All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So we did two nights at the Wilmington KOA. Then, Stephanie, did we go to Carolina Pines for three nights or four nights? Three, three nights, nights three at nights. Carolina Pines. And, and we're not, like I said, we're not reviewing it again because we've reviewed it. I love Carolina. We just have so much fun there. I mean, it's not perfect. I could pick at some things there, but we just it's have fun. a great experience. And the, my big picking point is that uh, once again, the water slides were not open. I know. They cannot do that. They cannot say they expect things to be open. Like the difference in what you're getting when the, that water park is open and when We've it's not. We've never been there with the water park right. open. And they keep, and they, they have to have a date that it opens and, and yeah. that's the price you're paying. Like you can't make your week vacation a qu- like thinking that there's well, going to the be a water park. The week it should open is Easter week. And it was right. It should have been open. It should have been. You're right. And it's a big problem for and the, me. the temps aren't freezing. It's no, not like the no, pipes are going to freeze. That, they they just they, they just didn't to, get to it yet. They didn't want to run it. But meanwhile, they, they had a, they had a whole other new pool open, which it's was really true. fun for the kids. And they had the original pool, which is a really great pool. And what what we just loved was the hot tub and hanging out and swimming and relaxing and no desire to leave the campground. I mean, we had look. No. I'll, if you say go, I'll book that again for next Easter. Pronto. We our our friends came in on Easter and we basically sat around the pool and in the hot tub ordering food and drinks all day. And then Monday there was a little bit of rain and we went to the state park or whatever. And um Which that we, says so much about us. It yeah, rained, so we went rained. to the state park. So we were like, Oh, it's a rainy day, let's go to the state park. Um so we got back as it was clearing up and spent the next six hours. Like we shut down. I have pictures of us shutting down the hot tub and pool area. Like the kids just have such a good time. We have such a good time. I love the balance. They're doing a fantastic. They really are. I was very concerned that they would not be able to handle the crowds that they were drawing in with so how far, many so sites. Good. Oh, they added a whole other pool, by the way. Yeah. But it's a smaller it's a one. Smaller and those one. sites in the back. But like, I was really worried. I was like, this is a lot of sites, a lot of people. And is this going to feel like just a jam crowded? And it's not. I mean, we were there during I, the holidays. I time. think that in a sense, they do have too many sites for the pools and amenities. But I think what saves them is that a lot of people do go into Myrtle for the day. All right. I think I a lot know, of people because... hop in their cars and go to the beach and, and day trip because we I never felt like the pools and hot tubs were overcrowded. No, even at the we were there at peak time on a Easter beautiful week. sunny day. Oh, my gosh. 2 p.m. on Easter day. It was crowd. You could tell everybody was at the Ooh, pool, yeah. and you could. It could hold it. It really could hold it. Um, I had a seat. You, you know, like everybody had seats. The 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 snack bar wait got very long. I remember they ordered food and it, it was did. something like a half hour or forty. But then minutes. other times you'd walk right up and get a yeah. Nice cream. So let me tell you something. I really. <laughs> We we were me and my friend were sitting there over and over and over again saying like, "This is what we wanted." Like this is like this oh is like what, you're like oh, but we could go back to that hot tub. Like when we review like what you know, it was like we Laura and I wanted to be back in the hot tub at Carolina Pines. <laughs> Yeah, the it kids was, were having a great time at Lakewood. But you know, Lord, and I, I, wanted I to would say don't rent the cabanas, which we didn't do. No, the, I, I, oh, the cabanas no, no, no. are kind of smallish, are, and like, what's no, the point? No, yeah, no, um, 
golf cart value yes. golf cart yes. yeah you need a golf cart you do not need one of those cabanas if you get a site close to the pool and all that stuff you don't quote unquote need a golf cart but carolina pines is big um it's hard there yeah you don't need one but it's nice to have it's the kind of place where if you're gonna splurge for a golf cart that's where to do it all right we will be back in another episode the next episode to review the lakewood camping resort in myrtle beach and oh my god we had fun water slides surfing sand good food um the kids loved loved it there so we'll see you in the next episode see you at the campground see you at the campground a big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas, and a big thank you to our sponsors, to Neighbor, The Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, RV Snaphead, and Go RVing. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground. <laughs>